The Colts lost yesterday, and it wasn't pretty. They get beat by the Titans 24-17 in a game that if they had won it, they'd be in first place in the AFC South. They didn't win it, so they're one of five teams in the AFC with one or zero wins. First four games of the season have not been good for the Indianapolis Colts. They had three of them against AFC South opponents in those games, 0-2-1. Nightmare scenario for the first quarter of the year, just about the first quarter. It used to be so nice when there were 16 games and you had quarters. There is good news. We'll talk about it. There is bad news. We'll talk about that. There are reasons for hope. We'll talk about those. And some other news in college football, a surprising firing yesterday. And Indiana, they got a tough week coming up. Homecoming this weekend. And you know what? They didn't mess around scheduling for homecoming. They It used to be everybody scheduled Northwestern for homecoming. No longer. Indiana bringing in a serious opponent for homecoming. And Albert Pujols, since July 6th, has done extraordinary things as a 42-year-old. He is now tied with Babe Ruth for second all-time in RBIs. And that's a hell of a thing. I don't know why he's retiring. I don't get it. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, October 3rd, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR is awesome. You go to BUSR.com, BUSR.com backslash Kent. You deposit initially a thousand bucks. BUSR matches up to a thousand bucks. So you, you deposit 500, they match 500. It's that in free play. It's awesome. Yesterday, if you had listened to Ivan, the persimmon prognosticator, you would have made some money because he took the Titans on the money line. Titans paid off on the money line. All right, let's talk about the Colts. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. 7 o'clock almost every morning, maybe a little bit before. 4 o'clock every afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. And if you want to ask a question and you want me to see it, donate. I see it immediately because of the cool graphic that the people at YouTube put up when somebody donates. Let's go, Robert Johnson. Good morning. Absolutely. All right. Injury situation. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, a concussion, friendly fire. Zaire Franklin got him in the head as Derrick Henry scored a touchdown. That's not good. Darius finally on the field and now off the field. A short week makes it almost impossible. And in fact, I do think it becomes impossible to get through the protocol in time to play Thursday night against the Broncos. Jonathan Taylor with an ankle. So he missed a little bit of the game toward the end. Still had his helmet on. Still looked like he was ready to play. The Colts, they didn't push it. The Colts, they lost. All right, let's talk about the good news in this game. The tight ends lead the list of good news things. All right, Mo Ali Cox, Kylan Granson, and Johnny Woods did great work yesterday. Those three tight ends combined for 11 catches, 180 yards. They were awesome. Two touchdowns, too, for Mo Ali Cox. Had a very, very nice game. I thought it was going to happen against the Chiefs. It looked like they were game planning to hit the tight ends a bunch against the Chiefs. Wound up being against the Titans. Almost allowed the Colts to pull out the win. Also, the Jaguars lost, and that's a good thing. 
Uh, the Jaguars lost, so the Colts with a win in Denver on Thursday night would pull briefly into a first-place tie with the Jaguars and the Titans. The Colts would be 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. The Titans and the Jaguars would be 2-2. Two, and two. So all teams would be at 500 until the Jaguars and the Titans play uh, next weekend. That's good news. Zaire Franklin, with 15 tackles, he is on pace for 191 tackles this year. That's a hell of a number. Zaire Franklin playing very, very good football in Shaquille Leonard's absence. That's good news. All right, let's get to the bad news. And there's a significant amount of bad news, as you could imagine. One other piece of good news. We'll file this under reasons for hope. But also, uh, the Broncos running back, Javante Williams, He's likely out for Thursday. That's a good thing. The fewer uh, the fewer tools Russell Wilson has at his discretion Thursday night, the better it is. Hey, we don't root for people to get injured, but we certainly don't cry about an opponent getting injured the week before they become opponents for the Colts, right? Right. All right, bad news. Matt Ryan, nine fumbles. Nine this year in four games. He's never fumbled more than 12 times. He is on pace for 38 and a half fumbles. The all-time record, all-time, is 23, shared by Dante Culpepper and Kerry Collins. Matt Ryan on pace, it's got to abate at some point, right? Matt Ryan can't this year post 38 fumbles. My God. But yesterday, again, more fumbles. This has got to stop. And, and it be, turnovers are like the worst thing that can happen to a football team, obviously. Like, that's news. Three of them yesterday for the Colts, none for the Titans. There's your ball game. It's that simple. You can't score if you're handing them the football. And Danico Autry continues to be a royal pain in the ass for the Colts. Colts let him go, and Danico Autry makes the Colts pay. Two sacks yesterday, huge sacks yesterday. Oof. Start Ellinger, please. Let's stop with the madness. Look, Matt Matt Ryan does not look good through four games. Really, really not. Not not good. All right. But Ellinger, we've never seen throw a regular season pass. We have no idea whether he can play or not. Zero idea whether he can play. So as hard as it is right now, let's trust that Frank Reich and uh, Marcus Brady and Chris Ballard and everybody associated with the Colts know a little bit about what they're doing, for God's sake, and not call for Sam Ellinger to be the starting quarterback. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 20 rushes, 42 yards. That is not going to get it done. That's the first game where he hadn't had 50 yards rushing in well over a season. I think it had been 26, 27 games by far leading the NFL in in that, in in consecutive games with 50-plus yards. Um, Naheem Hines, three touches, three yards. You have got to figure out a way to scheme Naheem Hines into an open area of land where he can run a little bit, for God's sake. Yet what they continue to do is run the same jacked-up stuff for Naheem Hines and put him in a position where he cannot succeed. And it's it's really, it, it's unfair to Hines, it's unfair to the team, it's unfair to the fans, it's unfair to everybody. Frank Reich has got to be more creative than that with Naheem Hines. 
a Swiss Army knife with no tools. Well, you know what? That's not a Swiss Army knife. That's a hunk of metal. Um, really, really predictable. And I think that that's part of the problem. Frank Reich, here, here's my supposition with Frank Reich. He is so dependent upon analytics that he can be manipulated into running what the defense wants him to run through defensive uh, alignment. If you line up this way, Frank Reich is going to do X 90% of the time. I think that that's what defenses go into games believing, and they go into games executing. And as a result, the Colts are very, very predictable. Uh, is there any way for Frank Reich to turn it around? That's a good question. Does this seem fixable? Would anything improve if he was replaced? If Gus Bradley suddenly became the head coach, does this become a better football team? That has got to be a question that is asked and answered weekly. We know that Reich and the Colts started 1-5 in 2018. Last year, they started 1-3, 1-4, and and something like that. And in, in both seasons, they turned it around and they got it going. Is that likely to happen this year? There are so many things that, uh, I mean, here's what Reich said yesterday about what the Colts need to do. He said, need to play better, need to execute better, need to stop turning the ball over, need to get more turnovers, need to run the ball a little bit better, and start faster. That's a hell of a lot of things to check. That's a lot of boxes to check, right? What, what, are, we, what are they doing well? What is Frank Reich compelling this team? What is he extracting from this team? I, I, I've never liked Frank Reich's kind of demeanor on the sidelines. Now listen, if they win, you say, oh, Frank Reich, he's the, he's the calm in the eye of the storm. As chaos swirls around him, his calmness brings this team to an excellence level. When they lose... You say, this guy looks like a doddering oaf. This guy is not, he's not motivating, motivating anybody to do anything, is what you say. Um, reasons for hope. Josh Jacobs yesterday ran for 144 yards against the Broncos. The Colts, no strangers to bad starts. One and five in 2018 became, hey, we're in the playoffs and we win a playoff game. Um, Colts are in trouble, man. And, and this doesn't feel like last year, and it doesn't feel like 2018, where you thought, boy, if they just, if they just flip the script a little bit, they're going to start winning games. This is a team that you just don't see as competitive when things start. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we've dug ourselves a deep enough hole, let's go out and play. That's not the way to win in the NFL. You can't win in the NFL that way. The Colts aren't winning in the NFL that way. We'll see if they can win Thursday. If the, the one thing that brings you hope, this is a team that is, uh, they have only won when the, it seemed darkest. There was no hope, right, to beat the Chiefs. It seemed really unlikely to beat the Chiefs. Chiefs, one of the best teams in the NFL, but the Colts found a way. This upcoming week seems really, really unlikely that they can go into Denver on a short week after getting beat like they got beat and somehow turn it all around. Because 
you know, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is dimmest, you think that maybe the Colts have a chance because that's what they respond to. How about Wisconsin yesterday? Wisconsin's not playing games. Like, Wisconsin is not tolerating any shenanigans or any mediocrity out of its football program. They fire Paul Christ. Paul Christ, 67-26 and 26 as a head coach at Wisconsin, 2-3 and three this year, 0-2 in the Big Ten, lost to Illinois, 34-10 to 10 on Saturday. <laughs> Bounced. You get the feeling that the meeting between he and athletic the athletic director went south. And, and when meetings go south between a subordinate and a boss, a lot of times the subordinate gets canned. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell happened. This is a guy who ha has won regularly and won nine games last year. They always go to a bowl. Indiana, like Indiana, can you imagine what would have to happen for Indiana to fire Tom Allen even at the end of this season? Even if they don't win another game, if they go three and nine, can you can you see a way that Scott Dolson pulls the trigger on Tom Allen? I can't. It's like, oh, Leo, and you run off to next season uh, full of hope for some reason. But Wisconsin not playing games. Paul Christ, Goners. Speaking of Indiana, they were crushed by Nebraska, thirty-five twenty-one. They stayed in the game through a scoop and score. Michigan this week. Indiana, twenty-one point dogs at home. Uh, you know, let's see, I, I took umbrage last week at, at the Nebraska guy, uh, asking if Tom Allen is not the biggest clown in college football. I didn't like it. If he's a clown, he's our clown, right? Tom Allen. Well, Saturday, Indiana played like Tom Allen's a clown and that guy was proven to be right. And that sucks. I don't like that. We'll see if they can get it back on track against Jim Harbaugh and the fighting khakis. Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yesterday, two for two, two runs scored, three RBIs to tie all time for second in career RBIs with the great Babe Ruth. How about that? Here is what he's done. Since July 6th, he's hit 322 with 19 bombs and 47 RBIs. If that was pro projected over a full season... He obviously 322 batting average doesn't change. 46 home runs, 120 RBIs. Albert Pujols is raking. Cubs another win. They won eight to one over the Reds. They got three games left in the regular season. They've won seven straight, eleven of twelve. They're thirteen games under five hundred for the first time since June. And uh we'll see if they can get to ten games under five hundred and finish this thing right. Kind of interesting. Not really. I don't care. Uh, Pacers preseason starts on Wednesday. Trip to Charlotte. We'll see what they look like. Um, birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Patrick Lindstrom, happy birthday. Scott Perry, Reginald Moore, the great Jen Sweeney celebrating a birthday. Kelly Bentley, happy birthday. George Johns, happy birthday. Chad Jones, Freddie Malott, happy birthday. Tim Rickmer, Christina Harper Benninger celebrating a birthday. The great Christina. How much free ice cream did she give me when I was in high school over at Raps in uh, New Albany? Uh, Jeff Houck, happy birthday. Mike Adamley, happy birthday. And Peter Cubs, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other. Don't pull each other down. Lift each other up. Let's go. 
So have a great Monday. Look forward to Tuesday night. Instead of, you know, seeing it as some kind of public lynching we're going to be the victims of. Let's look forward to it. Let's have a great week. We'll talk to you uh, later this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. Make sure to like and subscribe. Let's go.